the first reading for this, the celebration of the Reformation, is recorded by the Apostle John in the book of Revelation, chapter 14, verses 6 and 7. Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. And he said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. And worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is recorded by the inspired prophet, apostle, Paul, as he writes to the Romans, chapter 3, verses 19 through 28. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight since through the law comes knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, for there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. This is the word of the Lord. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham, and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say, You will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, Everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is the gospel of our Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text is the epistle which Paul wrote to the Roman church. 
very clear-cut justification by faith alone, I will just reread the last verse, 28. For we hold that a man is justified by faith apart from the works of law. Thus far, our text. I think it's probably safe to say this has not been a good week in the life of America. Bombs sent to our politicians and other people of leadership positions. Thanks be to God, they didn't detonate and nobody was harmed by them. And then the senseless shooting yesterday in the synagogue in Pittsburgh where a gentleman armed with a high-powered rifle and three pistols entered a synagogue and shot and murdered 11 people, injured others. Of those injured were four policemen. And that's not even to mention this caravan coming up from Central America to our Mexican-United States border. I guess that's their destination to try and create havoc in our country. When one thinks of these senseless, sinful activities, it's hard to imagine that God has declared his people and the universe innocent. How can these people be innocent? How can you and I be innocent? You know yourself you have sinned. You know that you sin every day. You know that you know the psalm, the offertory, Psalm 51, penned by the poet David. In sin did my mother conceive me, not meaning that her activity was sin, but that the sin of Adam and Eve was being passed on down, generation to generation to generation, and nobody escapes it. Everybody has inherited Adam and Eve's rebelliousness against Almighty God who created us. Then how can God declare us innocent? That's rather mind-boggling when we look around and see all the sin in the world, and we even see and acknowledge our own sin. And we know what God said to Adam and Eve after they rebelled against him. Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? I'm hiding. I'm afraid. Why are you afraid? What have you done? Then he speaks to Satan, who is the tempter. He 
because you have done this, you will go in the dust. And Adam, because you have done this, you must die. I never intended for you to die, Adam. I never intended for you to grow old. I never intended that your body would wear out and your mind would too. I never intended that someday you would become frail and weak and eventually your organs would give out and there would be no life in your body no more. I never intended that, Adam. You rebelled against me. I loved you. But you rebelled against me. And now the entire creation, man, woman, and child, everyone suffers your consequences of disobedience. And I have prepared a place for you, Satan, and it's not with me. I prepared a place for you where you will be punished eternally. And those who reject my son, they will spend eternity with you, Satan. And I will torture you. I will send worms to eat your skin. I will turn up the flames to burn your body. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And you will cry out, but I will not hear you. This place is known as hell. And it's for eternity. Then how in the world can one escape escape that place? How can we not go to hell with Satan and all the people who rebel against God? Well, there's good news today, and there has been good news. The Apostle Paul writes about it. He says that through faith, apart from the works of law, one is justified. That is, God declares him innocent. As though he had never done anything wrong in his entire life. How can this be? I will send my son. Then he will die in your stead. He will be your substitute. He will take your disobedience into his own body and he will make it his own. Not only yours, but the entire world, starting with Adam and Eve. He will take all the disobedience of the world upon himself and own it as his own. And I will punish him for that. And I will punish him so much he will cry out, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. 
That is to say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yes, God forsook his own son. He turned his back on his own son and let him suffer his wrath. God took his wrath for sin and disobedience out on his son. And it was real. And Jesus suffered in our stead. And he did it gladly. For you and for me, for Adam and Eve and the entire world. That's how God can declare the world innocent. Because his son has paid the debt. And when his son cried out, it is finished from the cross, the work of salvation that God gave him to do was complete. And God could then declare the world to be innocent. Yes, you, through faith in Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior, have been declared to be innocent. Now, some people say, well, how can this be? I feel guilty. There are times in my life I feel guilty, so how can I be innocent? I would think if I were innocent, I would never feel guilty. Well, just because you feel guilty doesn't mean that God hasn't declared you innocent. We feel guilty because we still drag this old man around with us. He's not converted. And the new man battles against him every day. But the new man has been declared innocent. And you are forgiven all of your sins. Now, the battle is to continue to believe it. That's a struggle. God said to Adam, I mean, sorry, to Abraham. God said things to Adam. To Abraham. Abraham believed God. God told him these things are coming. And Abraham believed him. And God said, you believe that my son is going to come and die for you. I create faith within you, which enables you to believe this. And I declare you, Abraham, to be innocent. Now that's quite a declaration when you feel guilty and when Satan loves to make you feel guilty. But to know that you stand before God innocent. Nothing, absolutely nothing that you have inherited from your parents, 
that you have done yourself, none of that will be held against you. In fact, God says in the book of Micah, I think it's chapter 7, that all that you have done, he drops in the bottom of the sea and forgets all about it. Because it delights him to declare his children innocent, forgiven. So when you stand before the judge, our Lord Jesus Christ, on judgment day, he's not even going to ask you these things. He's going to separate the sheep and the goats. You're going to be with the sheep, and you're going to stand on his right side. And after he has judged those who have rejected him, and sent them off with Satan, he's going to take you and the church to himself to heaven. Now the big challenge is every day to keep believing that yes, I'm a forgiven child of God. Because Satan does all within his power to convince you that you are guilty. That's a struggle. I know it. I go through it just like you do, day in and day out. It always amazes me. On Sunday morning, when we pastors get up, and this is a negative of shaving, you look in the mirror, and that's when Satan loves to attack us and say, who do you think you are anyway? You mean you're going to go to that church and you're going to stand before those people and you're going to act like you know this and that? And we have to say, like Luther said, Satan, get out of here. Leave me alone. I know that I'm a sinner. I know I don't deserve any of this. But God has declared me innocent in his son Jesus Christ because he died in my stead. And you and the rest of the church have the same gift of the Holy Spirit to declare the same thing. Satan, get out of here. I'm a forgiven child of God. I've been washed in the water of holy baptism. I'm sanctified through the word of God. I partake of his body and blood, which assures me of his forgiveness. I am innocent. You are innocent. Thanks be to God for giving us his son who has died in our stead and declared us to be innocent. Amen. Now may the peace that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.